This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The season is changing and that means the roads are more dangerous for everyone as drivers, pedestrians and cyclists get used to less light and bad weather. Another pedestrian was hit last night, and a cyclist was hit this morning. In the midst of all of this, the city has accelerated some of the changes aimed at making our roads safer. And this includes lower speed limits, longer crossing times, and changes to the curbs at selected locations. So, We'd like to hear from you about your experiences and uh, if maybe you have a question about whether uh, your nightmare intersections have been accelerated. The numbers to call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now on the line with an update, I have Councillor Jay Robinson, who is the chair of the Public Infrastructure Committee. Councillor Robinson, welcome and thank you. Hi, Libby. Uh, so I gather that you came up with the list of intersections that you wanted to accelerate it by, by studying collision data. That's exactly right. We've been working with the Toronto Police and our traffic engineers and a number of other stakeholders on looking at intersections and corridors across the city where we really need to uh, prioritize uh, what we're doing there because there's the, the rate of collision. So this morning, actually, we were at uh, Dundas and Water Street where there's been a high rate of collisions. And that's where we're, we're really zeroing in on uh, these top five, there's top five uh, areas where we've seen a lot of collisions resulting in fatalities and, and serious injuries. And as you said, Libby, uh, we've actually had uh, to date in 2016, 65 people die on yes. Toronto's roads and 35 of those were pedestrians, one cyclist. But 70% of, of these people are actually seniors. Uh, so it's a very disconcerting um, statistic. And uh, these are people's uh, loved ones and family members, and, and we need to address it. That's right. And, and if a Zoomer, a, an older person, is involved in an accident, they're much more likely to die of their injuries. So this is something, of course, of huge concern to us here and to our listeners. Uh, I, I had a look at some of the improvements uh, that you were making, and I have to say I didn't entirely understand all of them, so I'm going to ask you to explain. So uh, one thing was saying that reducing the radius of the curb shortened the length of uh, the intersection that people had to cross. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. Maybe you could explain it. Okay, sorry, it's, it, is, it isn't easy to fully understand. So what we're doing is reconfiguring an intersection so that there, it, it, there's less um, width, if you might, uh, I, I would say width, to cross. So uh, by building out 
the curbs um, and and the the area around the intersection, basically reconfiguring it. Oh, okay. So it's less wide, but maybe longer. Exactly. Okay, that. Exactly. Like, why so didn't they like, just say that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's because I'll tell you why, Libby. Because they're engineers. Okay. And you and you and I are not engineers, so we'll make our way through this. But that's exactly it. It's 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 it makes it much more accessible for people uh, who are a little older or have uh, mobility issues. It's it's just a quicker cross, and you less time on the road versus the sidewalk. Okay, and you're doing something. I mean, it's. Uh, one of the things as a driver that, that I find fairly scary is making right turns uh, in on busy intersections because just when you think that it might be clear, you know, you you look one way and then you look the other way and suddenly there's somebody else trying to sneak through. So what have you done to reduce the risk of collisions, you know, when when people are making right turns? And then there's also the added, you know, cyclists. Yes, yes, that's right. So um, what, we, what we've been doing is removing uh, right turn channelization is what it's called in engineer talk, right turn channelization, okay. exactly what you're talking about, Libby, um, but not everywhere. We're doing it where, again, the data has, has proven that it's a problem, that there's a high rate of collisions, that there's site uh, line issues, as you're referencing. That's where we're doing it. So it's a very data-driven um, exercise. Yeah, but what, what is it? So so what does that mean, channelization? How is the intersection going to be different? So it's going to be a bit more, um, well, in some cases where there's, um, for instance, where we were this morning at the intersection we were at this morning, Dundas and Water, where we announced some of these details, there was a, uh, a road that, the road had a, a channelized right. So people actually... Uh, pick up speed and get more aggressive when they can drive quicker around uh, around around an intersection. What we're trying to do is square it off a bit, so people ha- actually have to uh, be more attentive. It's not it's not um, as wide. It's more uh, I guess more um, targeted, and so people have to actually really watch how they're how they're maneuvering through that intersection. So the channelization in the in the case this morning is they completely got rid of it and just made it a regular, an absolute regular uh, intersection. But in some cases, we're also not pursuing, we're not going to actually um, have people turning right at all, where there is a high, high rate of collisions. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, if, if, you, if you take some place like um, Bay and Bloor, Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's sort of hordes of people walking across not necessarily obeying the lights. Have you done anything at, at intersections like that? Yes. So we're trying to um, we're trying to roll that out now. So we've actually looked at pedestrian safety corridors uh, and intersections, and in, in the last couple of months, we've actually tackled fourteen, and that's where we're looking at. Um, a number of things, uh, speed reductions in some cases, again, where there's high rate of collisions uh, and installation of speed signs. We're also enhancing the pavement markings, you know, Libby, the white, the white markings yep. that help you cross, making those a lot more visible. And we've done that at 317 intersections in the last couple months. And as then we talked about the curb radii, reducing it to shorten the crossing uh, distance. 
We're also looking at, um, you know, uh, you know um, the accessibility piece, and so making sure there's an accessible pedestrian signal program. So we've been relocating the addition of the push buttons in accessible locations. Do, do those actually do anything? <laughs> oh, I, I think they do. I think they do. What but, exactly do they do? Well, one of the things we're trying to do is um, is uh, have it so that actually when you just it, when your your presence alone will trigger the the signal, which is great for uh, people with uh, mobility issues and seniors that they don't actually have to go over and push the button. It just detects that you're there, and so we're trying to roll out those as well. And then also um, tactile plates, and you'll see that. Those are popping up throughout the city so that people who have uh, sight issues, they know, they'll know, oh, I'm at an intersection because of these tactile plates, which are metal plates on the, on the ground just as the road meets the sidewalk. And there's also uh, the addition of uh, a depressed curb, which is also an indicator that you're at, at the road. So for people who have sight issues, this is a real bonus uh, to help them cross safely. Okay. Speaking of sight, uh, so uh, last night I was driving and um, it really felt like it was much darker. And part of that is the season. But am I imagining things uh, that in areas where there are, I guess, newer, uh, lower energy use streetlights? Is that, is that right? Well, I know what you mean. I think it's because I'm getting older. I'm having a harder time. <laughs> We're all getting older. <laughs> but but um, I know exactly what you mean. I know that, you know, people are, are encouraging, um, we're kind of encouraging people to have reflectors or, or wear lighter clothing because I don't know, Torontonians have this habit, me included, of wearing dark clothing. Well, exactly. And especially I was I was on Ossington, which is a very trendy area. So oh, well, there total you go. wearing black. So I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think you're referencing the street lights and being, LED, um, uh, you know, those all haven't been rolled out across the city, so I'm not sure. But I, I feel the same way, that it, the city is a bit darker, and um, we have to all be really careful because I know um, when you're walking or when you're in, in a car, it's sometimes hard to see the other person. And so we've, we've had this increase in, in, um, in, in deaths on our streets. And uh, last Thursday alone, Libby, 18 pedestrians. Yep. Last Thursday. Do you remember last Thursday? It was kind I, of rainy. Yeah, gray. 18 pedestrians were struck in one day. Uh, one person passed away. The other 17, we don't know their status, but well, they were hurt. And that's just not acceptable oh, on it's, one day. It's, it's completely insane. Uh, and uh, I guess, uh, I mean, is it time perhaps to rethink those LED lights? Well, you know what, I, I, I'm meeting with Toronto Hydro shortly, and we're actually having a conversation about that. Well, we're talking about LA, the, the streetlights just generally, but I'll be, I'll be sure to bring that up and talk to them about that and see where they're at with that. Yeah, because, you know, honestly, um, I don't think I'm dreaming. <laughs> and no, I, and I, I know, know I need mean. to get my eyes checked, but, you know. No, I, I know exactly. I, I kind of feel the same way. It, it feels a bit darker, everything. But it is, you're right when you said it was the fall. Because yeah. fall, well, weather does play a role. And last Thursday we learned that uh, because of the rain and the gray, gloomy weather. But fall definitely, statistically, if you look even around the world, uh, fall is, is, is the season where we see the, with, when we see the numbers increase, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, and uh, does it uh, settle down once people are used to it? 
It does seem to get better. Um, it does seem to get better once we get through the fall. But we have, you know, it's, the days are shorter. It gets darker earlier. And, and this is when we, the time of the year when collisions go up. But it does, you're absolutely right. I think when people adjust, um, it, things do get better closer as, as we get closer towards the uh, holiday season. Okay. Um, let's uh, take a call. Uh, we've got Sunny in Richmond Hill. Hi, Sunny. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm listening to your guest. And although I take it it's well-intentioned, but the bottom line that she's not addressing, you can have all the technology at the traffic light. If you do not educate the pedestrian to follow the rules of the road, you will never eradicate nor alleviate the problem that we have in terms of pedestrian accidents, because the pedestrian in Toronto feels, this is my opinion, that they own the pavement, and that pavement in between the two traffic lights belong to them too. They neither look left, right, or anywhere. They have a hoodie on, they have earplugs into their ears, and they're not concerned about what is happening around them as far as traffic is concerned. Well, I, I think that certainly describes some pedestrians. But, but you know, when, when uh, I talk to Constable Clint Stibby, everybody is somewhat of drivers make mistakes, cyclists make mistakes, and pedestrians make mistakes. It's, it's actually, it's, it's all of us, though I certainly uh, I understand your frustration, Sonny, when you see somebody in a dark hoodie and earbuds who isn't looking left and right. It's it's both frustrating, annoying, and scary. It's not only that, Libby. I concede your point that all of us have a responsibility. But when we look at downtown Toronto, I think the last time I spoke to you, I mentioned, look at Bay and Young, uh, sorry, uh, Dundas and Young at the Eaton Center. You have a crossing signal that allows the pedestrian to cross the road any which way for a few seconds, like 20 seconds or 30 seconds. But when the traffic light turns green for the motorists to move, they still want to move across that with even with the orange light counting down. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, they're not supposed to anyway, Sonny. Thank you very much for your call. Okay, uh, Councillor Robinson, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I think that, um, you know, we really have to focus in on older adults because 70% are, are, is, is the number, and that's alarming. And so um, I think your caller is right in saying there has to be more education. We all have to play a part. We all have to share the ro- road. But as you said, Libby, um, everybody, everybody uh, needs to do better. Every, no matter what type of road user you are, you're a cyclist, a pedestrian, a, a car driver. And uh, we all have to work together and address this as a city. It's a very important issue, and thank you for helping us shine a spotlight on it today. Okay, and thank you for being here, Councillor Jay Robinson. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.